Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. So we are continuing with our theme, Grace and Truth for this term which is our last term, and our theme uh, for this month was giving grace. Somebody say giving grace. Giving grace. So it's uh, this morning, it's our part three of our theme, giving grace. And I just want to give you a disclaimer, this morning I am going to be just talking. I'm not going to be preaching per se, but I'm just going to be talking to us a, and delivering to you a kingdom talk. And I'm going to be giving you kingdom information. And this kingdom information will help you, but it won't only help you, but it will help you and your children and your children's children. This is a kingdom information that requires you not to close your heart because of some experiences that you have had before uh, in the subject matter. But it is a kingdom talk or kingdom information that I would like for you to please be open in your heart, be have also an open mind towards the subject that we are going to be talking about this morning and just so that you can also know that it's something that uh, has worked for us as um, individuals in Mfundisi and also has worked for us as Builders Church, as an organization. Somebody say amen. So this is a kingdom talk and this is a kingdom information that I would like for you to adopt and allow the Holy Spirit and allow God to even help you the more, even after we have spoken about it, to help you to understand it even more. Because the Bible says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So God wants us to be knowledgeable in subject matters of the kingdom because at the end of the day, there is nothing that God will ever be able to do for you and I that is outside of the parameters of his word. No matter how sincere we can be, no matter how passionate we can be about what is contrary to the word of God, the unfortunate thing is that we have everything to lose and God has got nothing to lose. So it is important that um, we, we, we open our hearts and we are people of understanding and we absorb this information because it will indeed change our lives. So the subject that I am going to be talking about this morning is sowing and reaping. Somebody say sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. The Bible says as long as the earth remains, Seed time and harvest will never cease. Now, some time back, I got a revelation about this scripture and I saw that it does not say harvest time, this particular scripture. It says seed time and harvest. So it means you can harvest anytime. So it says, for as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest, will never cease. And also, 
The Bible in the book of Leviticus advises us and it says, do not sleep during the time of harvest. So in other words, God knew that we can be capable of sleeping on our harvest. Even though our harvest is continuous, we can walk about and live our lives not being aware of the harvest that is around us. Amen. So please turn with me to the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter number 9. Second Corinthians chapter number 9, we are going to read verse number 5 and verse number 6. Second Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 5 and verse number 6. Somebody say amen. The Bible says, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift. So this gift was not just a gift, but it was a generous gift. Beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. Verse number six says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let's add verse number, verse number seven. It says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. For God loves a cheerful giver. Now, giving in the Bible is compared to sowing seeds. And the seed can be anything that you give out of generosity and whatever it is that you have given will yield result or will yield a harvest. Then this says to us, when we give, there is faith required. In the equation of sowing and reaping, there is faith that is required because this does not make sense to a natural man that when you are giving, you are sowing seeds. That when you are giving your money, your money is a seed. When you are giving your clothes, your clothes are a seed. When you are giving your time, your time is a seed. To a natural man or to a natural mind, that does not make sense because you can see that this is money, but God calls your money a seed. You can see that these are my clothes or you can see that this is a gift, but God calls it a seed. Now, the things of God are always advised. We are always advised that whenever we are dealing with the things of God, there has got to be the element of faith that we put in whatever equation that we, in whatever dealings that we deal with God. Because the Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. So it means that whatever it is that you, you do in the name of the word of God or in the name of God, it will require faith. 
so that it can be pleasing to God. So when we say that in the Bible, uh, when we give, it is compared to sowing seeds. It means that we can never sow those seeds and then not put faith in the, in the equation. Somebody say amen. So faith is always required. And in the same way, giving is compared to sowing, also receiving is compared to reaping. So when we say we are harvesting, we are reaping from what we have sown, it is when we are receiving. So whenever you are receiving from what you have sown, what, you, what, what the Bible says is happening in your life, when that happens, it means you are harvesting. It means you are reaping uh, what you have sown. And each time there is a harvest, each time there is receiving, each time there is reaping that is happening in your life, it will always lead to an increase. And as people, be it we are Christians or we are not, there is something that happens in the inside of us. Each time we advance or each time we go further, each time we achieve, each time something happens that causes us to increase, we get some form of satisfaction. This is one of the things that satisfies a man, man not as a he, but man as human beings. Uh, we are satisfied by advancement. It brings about joy in our hearts when we advance in life. It brings joy in our hearts when we begin to increase. So when God says we, when, you, when, we, when we give, we are sowing, and when we are uh, receiving, we are reaping, then it means that God wants us to advance and he wants us to increase because whenever I give you a hundred rand, you are a hundred rands more. You have hundred rands more. Even though you may have a million in your account, but you did not have the hundred rand that I just gave you. So in other words, it means that you have increased. It means that you have harvested. You have harvested and it brings about an increase in your life. I don't know about you, but I, I feel so happy whenever I get some form of advancement in my life, some form of harvest in my life, because then that communicates the fact that God wants to advance me, that God wants me to increase. Proverbs chapter number 11, verse number 24, the Bible says, there is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than it, it is right, but it leads to poverty. Verse number 25 says, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself because there is no wastage when it comes to sowing seeds, when it comes to giving. So now, this is a kingdom system that will never change. That's why the Bible says, for as long as the earth remains, because God did not want it to base it upon what we can, uh, uh, based on our preferences, we can then change. So he said, for as long as the earth remains, he did not say for as long as you work. I hear Hillcrest in your corner. He did not say for as long as your business is doing well. He did not say for as long as you are happy with me as your God. 
He did not say for as long as you are happy with what they do with your money at church. But he said for as long as the Unkulunkulu knows us. Yeah, he made us and he knows us. He knows us that we are people of feelings. So he did not say for as long as you are feeling good, seed time and harvest will never cease. But he said upon what he has already established and what he knows very well that it will never change. It's a system that he has put. So he said for as long as the earth remains and he knows none of us have got power when it comes to the earth. And he says as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. So we cannot be able to just bypass it. It's a kingdom system and it will never change. And what we need to do is to heal from whatever hurt that this kingdom system has ever hurt us with. Because at the end of the day, it will never change because we are hurt. It will never change because we did not understand. God is not going to change. That is why there are even people who are saying, why did God uh, uh, make hell if he loves us so much? God made hell because he also made heaven. So it's your choice. So it's the same thing with this kingdom principle, with this kingdom system. God put this system in place and it is a system, just like Pastor Chi said, it is a system so that God can have a platform to bless us. That is why he will never change it, he will never change it based on how we feel about it. It's a kingdom system that will never change and we cannot bypass it and we must not even try to bypass it. Let's rather just try to understand it so that we can then be those who are participating in it and gain all of the benefits that God wants us to gain out of it. Amen. Now, for this kingdom principle to work in and through our lives, I'm going to give us a few things that we need to understand because remember, understanding brings about great change and awareness in our hearts so that we can be able to practice what we understand. The devil can never steal what we have, we have an understanding of. The devil can steal from us what we do not understand because when he comes or when the system is being tested, because we don't understand it, we will draw back. But when we have a good understanding of it, no matter what comes, because we understand. That's why it's so good for you to understand even in class. So that when the test comes, even if the words are mixed up or they are twisted, because you have the understanding of the principle, you will know what you are supposed to say. You will know what you are supposed to do. Understanding is of great value in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So be a person who seeks understanding when it comes to the things of God. Don't dismiss things that you don't understand, but seek understanding because in the kingdom of God, God has put all of these systems and these structures so that we can benefit from them. It will be so hurtful to get to heaven and get there because of heaven you are going. 
But the, the, the problem is that when you get there and you see the life that God envisioned for you, based on the principles that he has put, you will say, let's go back. And he will be like, no, we are no longer going back. We are here now. Amen. So let me give you um, these uh, 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 few things that we can uh, look out for so that uh, here in the, in the kingdom of God, this kingdom principle can uh, uh, be understood clearly by us and then we can benefit from it. Somebody say amen. amen. Number one, uh, for us to be able to benefit from this kingdom principle of sowing and reaping, we need to develop a willing heart. Somebody say a willing heart. We need to develop a willing heart your, because your heart attracts the seed. The condition of your heart will attract the seed. Someone might say, uh, you know, I have nothing to give, uh, but you, you, the Bible says God gives seed to the sower. So in other words, you become the sower before you have the seed so that you can be able to attract the seed. So in other words, if I am a person who wants to sow financially, who wants to sow certain things, uh, uh, just like we were, we were taught last week, uh, the, the areas of giving whereby it is tithes, offerings, and alms. When, 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 we, when we get to a place of wishing to be able to give our tithe, God is going to make a way for us to be able to give our tithe. And if we are becoming people who are willing in our hearts to become givers in as far as offerings are concerned, God will always bring bring about a seed. And have you ever noticed that those who are always giving, instead of, uh, 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 it's, it, it, it's as if it, it comes back to them every time so that they can be able to give more. Why? Because they are attracting the seeds because they are sowers. So the, the, the unfortunate part is that you become a sower in your heart. And now the Bible says the heart is wicked. Listen, please, you are So now, that's probably another thing that causes us not to be able to be givers, not to be able to be people who sow seeds in the kingdom of God because we are people maybe who have not corrected the heart. So it is important that our heart is in the right place in as far as the principle of giving is concerned because when you are when you have a willing heart to give then you attract the seed so that then you can be able to give because God gives seed to the sower. So you correct your heart and God will do the the giving of the seed. God will take care of the giving of the seed. But the key question this morning is your heart willing? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Is my heart willing? Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter number 25, verse number two. It says, speak, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly. With his heart, you shall take my offering. So in other words, God was saying to, to the leader here, Moses, he was saying, whoever is giving from a willing heart, 
then you shall take the offering. Second Corinthians chapter number nine, verse number, uh, verse number 10 says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread to the eater supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So now the, he is the one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. But the, the problem that we have in the kingdom of God as the children of God is that sometimes we mistaken our seed for bread. So he gives seed to the sower he gives seed to sow and bread to eat. So if your heart is correct, you will then be able to also channel your spirit for God to show you whether this harvest is actually a seed or this harvest is for eating. Because you don't eat the seed. Because when you eat the seed, you are eating your harvest. When you eat the seed, you are eating your bread for tomorrow. But it is important to understand that he is the one who gives the seed to the sower and the bread to the eater. So he gives seed to sow and he gives bread to eat. That is why you need to have a pure heart and understand that it is time to sow your seed so that when it is time to reap and it is time to eat your bread, you eat your bread without any guilt, without any fear of tomorrow because you you know that you have a seed in the ground because there are many others who are farmers who understand this principle to say even though I don't see in the surface what is going on but I trust the process that is happening underground because I have seed in the ground. I am, I am reminded of a song that says uh, the rain does not matter to those who don't have a seed in the ground. In fact, they rebuke it. But those who have seed in the ground, they pray for it. And when it comes, they thank God for it because it matters to them because it is going to cause them to experience a harvest. So as a child of God in the kingdom of God, you must know the difference between the seed and the bread. Don't eat the seed. Plant the seed and eat the bread. Then your tomorrow will be secured. Number two, look for an opportunity to sow. We need to always look for an opportunity to sow seeds. And we must never let circumstances determine whether we are going to give or not. Because remember I said, it must come from the heart. And whenever the heart is in the right place and whenever the heart is correct, then we will attract the seed to sow. Somebody say amen. Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, verse number four. The Bible says, he who observes the wind will not sow and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Let me tell you a story. This morning when I, uh, when I, when I, when I landed, and it was so dark outside. And when I walked out at the airport, it was so cold. I even uh, sent a message to Umfundis and I was like, it's cold. And in Jobek, it was so hot. Now I don't know, I'm gonna be cold. 
and Hillcrest is even colder than the airport. So now I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was feeling so sorry for me. When I got in the car, Utandu was like, no, it's going to be 32 degrees and it's load shedding. So you are very, you are okay like this. So there will be no aircons in the church. There will, he who observes the clouds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very good place to clap. Thank you. How? Now, he who observes the cloud will not sow. Imagine if you are a farmer and you look at global warming and you say, no, it's not going to rain. And then just like it happened last week, it started to rain like heavily. Imagine if they did not sow because they thought it was not going to rain. He who observes the clouds. Have you ever went to the office overdressed, like wearing a, a very warm jacket because you peeped through the window? And, and sometimes even the app, the weather app, you peeped through the window and you were like, hey, no, 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 it's dark, it's dark and it's cold today. And, and let me take it to another level. And you, you, you are wearing geography underneath that big jacket. It's geography. You get to the office, you can't take off the big jacket. Under no circumstances. And you have meetings back to back. So a situation is just very much hectic. The office is far from home. You can't rush back home. The office is far from shops. You can't go and buy something decent. And you have meetings back to back. You can't just sneak out of the office and go and, and make a plan. What did you do? You observed the clouds. And you made a decision based on the clouds. How many of us have said, I can't tithe, I can't sow seeds, I can't give, because whenever I get paid, I have one, two, three, and four things to do. And the enemy keeps us around that cycle because we always want to wait for the perfect weather patterns for us to sow seeds. He who observes the clouds will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. So just the way you regard the clouds to sow, even if you, that kind of a person that you are who observes the, the clouds, even when it's time to reap, you will not reap because you made a decision of observing the clouds instead of reaping. But then the Bible says in verse number six, same uh, 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 chapter 11 of Ecclesiastes, it says, in the morning sow your seed and in the evening do not withhold your hand for you do not know which will prosper, neither this nor that, whether both alike will be good. So there is a situation that sometimes it, there is another one that springs up, but there is also a situation whereby you can harvest from both at the same time. Somebody say amen. Galatians chapter number six, 
verse number 10, the Bible says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, it is important that we always be aware of fertile ground. We need to make sure that we are aware of fertile ground, the grounds that are going to yield a harvest for us, the grounds that are going to be able to cause us to enjoy the bread that we were talking about earlier on because it is important that we sow in fertile ground. Whenever you can talk to a farmer, a farmer will tell you that if they see that uh, the, the ground is not that fertile, that it is not fertile the way they would want it to be. They can even add some other fertilizers that are not from the natural uh, earth itself. So they bring about fertilizers so that the, uh, the, the area is well fertilized because they understand that whenever you put a seed in a place that is not fertile, you are not going to experience the harvest that you will wish to experience. Somebody say amen. Matthew chapter number 13 verse number Three, the Bible says, then he who that he then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. That's number eight says, But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, and some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. So it is important which ground you sow in. Some of us have given up in this principle of the kingdom of God, which is sowing and reaping, because we, the unfortunate thing, we were busy sowing in uh, grounds that were not fertile. Somebody say amen. But the, I have examples of fertile grounds, uh, biblical fertile grounds uh, here, and I'm going to give them to us very quickly. Number one, the church. Somebody say the church. Somebody say the church. Yes, the church is one of the grounds that are fertile whereby you can be able to sow your seeds in the church of Jesus Christ. And we all know that this is a principle that God applied it himself as God. He sowed into the church through Jesus Christ because he came and died for the church so that we can be reconciled back to God. Yeah, yeah. That's how the church was given birth to, through a generosity that comes from God. God was so generous because he did not give an angel to die for us. He gave out of himself. He gave his only begotten son. He gave the best seed for the church to be born. And who is the church? The church is you and I. So for us to be able to become this church uh, uh, that Jesus Christ wanted us to be, as we are gathered here, we are the church. What makes this place be a church is you and I. So when you give in this place, whenever we are taking up offerings, whenever we are taking up tithes, you are giving to the church and you are doing a biblical thing. And that ground is already very, very fertile and it will 
be able to yield results. I don't know about other churches, but I will speak for the one that I go to, which is Builders Church. Everything that is sown, the reason why it's because we work our ground with faithfulness. We work our ground with uh, integrity. We work our ground with prayer and fasting. We work our ground with uh, systems and structures that can uh, be accounted to, uh, to every structure in this country called South Africa and also to the people who are giving in the church. That's how we have worked this ground and it is a fertile ground. So number one, it's the church. Number two, it's the spiritual leaders. Just as I am a leader, I'm not going to dwell in this, but unfortunately it's the principle. Yes, others abuse it, but it's the principle. It's a principle that we are all uh, performing. It's a principle that we are all um, we are all uh, um, doing, and we are very much aware of the results that that principle brings. So now others are abusing it. However, as I said earlier on, it does not mean that it, God will say, no, I was joking. Then it must not happen because others are abusing it. We just need to find the correct people. Somebody say amen. And then also parents. Yeah. Parents. So what? Umzali, whether agakolo or umzaluako. I'm not talking about this abuse of us, unfortunately, as black folks. It's, it's the truth of the matter. Somebody said there is no such thing as black tax. When you give your parents money, you are giving your parents money, it's not black tax. However, I do somehow feel like some of us as parents abuse that. Just as much as some of us as spiritual leaders, we abuse that principle. So you must be careful not to be abused. Amen. If anyone asks you for anything, whether they are spiritual leader or not, it's wrong. Because your problems, leader, are not mine. Your problems are God's. No matter how much you have a problem, Spiritual leader, you go and speak to God and God will speak to me if God wants to speak to me. Or God will speak to someone else if God wants to speak to someone else. But you don't play God and touch me. You allow God to touch me. So if there is any spiritual leader that touches you, you must know that it's not God. It's a person. It's only God who touches. Remember, he gives seed to the sower and then directs the sower because obviously this does not negate the giving that is supposed to be given, which is tithes, offerings, and alms. Now we are talking about the grounds that you can take advantage of to reap a harvest. But when it comes to spiritual leaders, and I'm glad I'm also one. It's been 19 years. It, it counts for something. So at least I'm talking in with the authority of Oguti. I am a spiritual leader as well. 
I must, if I, if Nshaegi land, I have a serious pressing problem. I have my friends that I can talk to. Because I, you must not then, when you don't have, not want to come to church. Because I am always expecting you to do something for me. And I'm always touching you instead of you being touched by God. One day, one day, somebody say, one day, you tell we are having a kingdom talk. One day, long time ago, I got saved and I was on fire for God. Don't be fooled by sneakers and chins. I am on fire, I love Jesus. So if, when I got saved in 1999, when I got saved in 1999, I was on fire for God, on fire, on fire. Like, like, yeah, guys, like I was on fire for God. Yes, yes, I'm still on fire for God. She was, I'm still on fire for God. So listen, one day, um, we are at church, and obviously we can. We, we are in home cells, and we are, uh, you know, in prayer teams and all of that because I loved prayer. So we would go and pray, and we'll meet each other. Obviously, on a smaller group. That's why you must attend small groups like Ladies Connect, like Gents Connect, like I Connect groups. You know, young adults connect. All of those things. Those things are like the home cells of old, because then you get to mingle with other Christians and you get to grow together in the kingdom of God. Kingdom is important. And Lalela, kingdom is underrated. Church is underrated. There are others who have brothers. There are others who have brothers who've never had in the church. There are others who have sisters they've never had in the church. Mothers, fathers they've never had in the church. There are others who heard, I love you for the first time from somebody in the church. Yes. One day I saw, one day I said to a lady in, one day I said to a lady in Delmas, I said to her, like after the church, I was like, oh, wow, you look so beautiful of a local. And she cried and I was like, why are you crying? And she said, no one has ever said I'm beautiful. I'm talking about a 23-year-old. Back then, she was 23. Church. And now, if you can see her, the confidence, and she knows she's beautiful. spiritual <laughs> leader. So there was a guy who was very prophetic. About the people who are very prophetic, very prophetic. We admired him. Because like you accurate, my tandas, you can see that the heavens are being opened. You know, and, <laughs> and one day, somebody say one day. One day, he said to me, you know, I'm invited uh, somewhere. I need to go and preach there. So, um, because I had a car, 
So, so then he said, because like we are in the same circles and same, you know, uh, uh, teams, he's like, hey, I don't have transport. Can you get another sister and, uh, or whoever else so that at least we can go there? They said, okay, no problem. It's not a problem. I can, we can take you there. So we did. And when we came back, Yes. So a, a, a station. So we stopped there and by Chopra Checkers, I think oh, it was okay back then. Yeah, it was okay back then back then. So there was an ATM and I needed money for giving tomorrow at church, the following day at church, because it was a Saturday. His engagement was on a Saturday. So I, I, I withdrew the money to give a church and also just to, to put fuel in my car. Um, and then I, we carried on with the journey. The following day, the person is not nice to me. I'm telling you, the person is not nice to me. Basarani, this is very important, you must listen. The person is not nice to me. I'm wondering what's going on. The person is not nice to me. How? Oh, okay. Then after the service, when we go, because we were, I don't want to say, we, because those others might know. So, it, and then I'm like, okay. And then I'm, I don't mind. And as soon as the, the other people who were with us left, he then said, hey, Sisi, King is all. Meaning there was a problem yesterday. And I said, yes, what happened yesterday? Because as far as I know, everything went well. And he said, the Holy Spirit had told me that when you were withdrawing the money, you were supposed to give me, and he says the amount. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. I, like, I was still young in the Lord, on fire for God, but still young in the Lord. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry. Yo, I didn't know. And then I spoke to a lady called to see Zonke. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's late now. She was really uh, very good to me. She was like a mentor to me when I got saved. That's why I'm on fire for Jesus. Uh, amen. So I spoke to her because my heart was sore. I did not want to disappoint the Holy Spirit. Hey, I love the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus. I don't want to disappoint. So my heart was sore. Monday prayer comes. My heart is sore from the office, from work. And I said, this is okay. You know, this is whatever this is. This is okay. I said, hey, no, listen. That, you must tell them the Holy Spirit must talk to me, not to you. So from that day, I know that the Holy Spirit must talk to me and not you. If it is really the Holy Spirit, he must not talk to you, but he must talk to me. But maturity says, even though the Holy Spirit has spoken to me, I keep quiet. And if you, God allows for it to happen, it will happen. 
but I must not be the one to touch you, even though I may know. Instead, if it may happen that maybe you were not matured enough to hear him for me or to hear him for your pastor, then the work of your pastor or the spiritual leader is to pray and say, Lord, do not use it against them. Don't use it against them. Make a way. Not for them to give me, but make a way for them not to be punished for what I was perceiving. Yeah, he was alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's what spiritual leaders do. But even, even if you are gifted, you are a spiritual leader, you must sow. Listen, if you are, you consider me as your pastor, you consider Pastor Jacob Msipa as your pastor, we are sowing pastors. And we are reaping pastors. We are sowing pastors and we are harvesting pastors. Harvest upon harvest. Because of seed upon seed. Hallelujah. So look for opportunities to sow. And at the church, spiritual leaders, your parents. Now, spiritual leaders, nothing about my parents. Listen, no matter how your parents are, Obviously, there are those who abuse, just like the spiritual leaders. There are those who abuse, but there are also parents who abuse. So if a parent is like sort of in a way abusing uh, that principle, you can sit down and say, Ma, oh, Baba, this is something that I can be able to do for you. But one, two, three, and four, unfortunately for now, I can't. Can you please just understand? Because at the end of the day, um, I believe that there are certain things that you can be able to live without. There are certain things that you can still be able to do for yourselves. But that even if your parents are well to do, it does not mean you must not bless them. Amen. You must bless your parents. It doesn't matter when, how, I'm a structures, our funny, I will not be imposing, I'm a structures uh, 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 on you, but you can structure something out just to get a God bless you from your mother. Even if Ngabe, your mother is not born again, even if the fact that they are happy, there's power that you are sleeping on. If you still have parents, you are sleeping on some power there. When my, when, when my mom before I home, we would go home and, and my dad would go home. End of the month, they had everything by the grace of God. They did not need me to pay rent, electricity, whatever. I, I don't know if maybe my big brothers were helping them. I don't know, but I mean, I'm the last born gang, but I'm right. Privileges, chocolate, and all of those things. How much is that? It's nothing compared to the primi piato that you eat with your friends. Let me tell you something content does not give you a blessing. Content does not pronounce a blessing. 
But your mother or your father, even if they don't know the language, but the fact that by a tabula, when, when, when you come home with that plastic bag or when you put something in their e-wallet or in their account or whatever the case may be, the fact that they are happy in their hearts, it communicates a blessing to God because it is a structure that he has put in place. And if it happens that it happens that maybe family is toxic, try by all means. No one can even send back money, no matter how toxic they can be. Even if you don't go, let your money go. And pray over it, yes. So, but, but then the heart will say, even though they don't want to tell you that you are doing well, but they will be happy. And the one who has put the principle in heaven is the rewarder. He's the one who gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It's not the one given to that gives bread. It's not the one that is given to that determines the harvest. The one who established the principle is the one who gives the harvest. So don't sleep on a free blessing if you still have parents. Right. And then also, you can give to genuine needy people. Not the people who, who, who tend themselves to beggars. Who are hinting to you they need one, two, three, and four. No. Those are beggars. They are not needy. They are fine. They are okay. But genuine needy people. When we talk about genuine needy people, we are not talking about the people who beg on the streets. Yeah. Because they might not be needy. They might not be needy. So once you establish there is a genuinely needy person that you can give to, that's another fertile ground that you can be able to, because the Bible says, he who gives to the poor lends to God. So it's an opportunity for you to give. Okay, it's an opportunity for you to position yourself for a harvest. L last one, you are going to uh, like me at the end, but maybe when I say it at first, you will not like me and you will wonder, what is this woman talking about now? The last place, fertile ground, is blessed people. Don't give only to poor people. Other fertile grounds are the people who have. In fact, don't stone me before you hear me out. In fact, you clean up and teach down. You clean up and you teach down. So listen, look at this. When you are giving to somebody that is more blessed than you, and when you are giving to the person that is in, in more need than you, right? So 
it's a principle. It does not mean, it, it doesn't talk to sewing and ripping per se, but it's a principle that will teach you something. There's, when you clean up, it means you are learning and getting something richer from up. And then you are the one from what you have learned from up there who gives down there. So the harvest from up there is seed for down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm not saying this can mean I only I give to the poor. You will always be giving to the poor. Yes, you will harvest. But the harvest will be according to the level. The fat, the ground. Which ground have you sown into? So the harvest will be determined by the ground. So you have to be very conscious of the fact that you don't say, I mean, I only want people who are needy so that I can give. I feel like it's better for me to give to people who need it than the people. Listen, there is harvest in those who don't need. In fact, in most cases, they are never given. So when you give them, they release the blessing even more in their hearts because they will say, you know, I'm, I, I don't always get, I don't always receive things because people think I have it all. Yes. Yeah, don't always give to the poor. Give to the poor, it's another ground. But not, don't be the person who always have seeds for the poor. Have seeds for the blessed. Have seeds for the blessed. Let me tell you something. And I, as, no, as something, as something, as something. I, it's not okay, Basara. It's not okay. But, you know, one day, I I I I I have a brother who's very very well to do. Like some of you, I've uh, um, told you the story. Like he's he has old money. And like his money is not new. In such a way that you won't even see him when he appears here. That he has money because the money is old. He's used to it. <laughs> now, one day, in Sandakshata, and. I'm here in Durban. My, my husband was preaching here, and, uh, and then he was busy somewhere else. And I said, and he said, "Oh, Katarina, I want to see you." And I said, "Okay, no problem. I'm at the Hilton Hotel. You can come." So he came. Said, "Okay, no problem. We we are going to have coffee and and and, and scones and whatever because we had already eaten." So we sit there. We are busy chatting. We are chatting. We are chatting. And then he, uh, when he was leaving, he wants to pay. And I said, "No, I'm going to pay." What's it when Nana? Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, bro, when are now? Uso, uso crocuses. They call me sis. I'm the youngest, but they call me sis. Uso crocuses. And I said, "When cocaela?" And I said, "Yes, get cocaela." And he was so happy. I'm sure when he got home, he told his wife, "Must have paid for my food." Why? Because 
He was happy. What kind of a soil is that? What kind of a soil is that? Many other examples that I have. We ran into Bishop Tudor Bismarck, the powerhouse from Zimbabwe, at the airport. It's an opportunity. He's so blessed. Like you cannot believe. One day I heard him testify saying he has invested to, he has invested in, in, in Rolexes for all of his children and, and his grandchildren. Not the, not the Rolex you wear, the Rolex you invest for. The investment one, not the one you wear. Not the one you wear. And I heard him say that and he, he's so blessed. He goes overseas and they bless him left, right and center. Everybody loves him. He's like ice cream. Everybody, everybody loves him. We run into the airport. Well, I mean, we run into him at the airport with the fundis at Mark and Bean here in South Africa from Zimbabwe and always far away preaching everywhere in the whole world. But God made him to be at the airport when we are at the airport as well. It was an opportunity for us to clean up so that we can. We called the, the wait, we said, he, he, whoever and whatever, anything, even if they have a dog or a cat in the table, that has got Bishop to do Bismarck. We are paying. We said so that they can finish. We wanted him, even if he wanted Coca-Cola after, so that when he closed, when they close the bill, it's us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be the kind of a person. I, I take care of the poor. You will always have seeds to take care of the poor. You must, have, you must sow seeds so that you can have a harvest from the blessed ones. Don't be scared to give up. Not give up, but give up. Let me give you a tip. I will run through the other things because this is very important. When last did you just make coffee for your CEO if you are not the CEO yourself? But I'm the CEO. If you are not the CEO yourself. When last did you say uh, he likes uh, such and such a thing? I'm just going to go and bite. I'm going to make an example. Chocolate, for instance, Ferrero Rocher. And you're like, you are such a great, even though he's not that great. <laughs> even though he might not be that great or she might not be that great. Listen, Bazalane, this is church. Teaching you kingdom principles for you to win out there. Take that Ferrero Rocher and put it on her desk or whatever it is on his desk and just say, you are amazing. What are you doing? You are sowing a seed of amazing, of being amazing, even though they are not. So they will remember when they want to be mean that this person said, I'm amazing. Seeds are powerful. Seeds are powerful. 
she will remember when when abe minigia na unkundu masafia ngakwenda are you okay because they remember that note on the ferrero rocher on their desk it said you are amazing you are sowing seeds up right asambeni gexetra 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 we are we will talk about other things another time hallelujah right number 3 you reap what you sow we need to understand that in this kingdom when we practice this principle of sowing and reaping we reap what we sow even when we are not sowing we are sowing yes you reap what you sow and even if you are not sowing you are still sowing and you are going to reap from not sowing Galatians chapter number 6 verse number 7 the bible says do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap you see you you know this uh, 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 sowing up thing like i have stories for days metu baba u baba no mama basi u baba no mamu u jnf konjo bana u baba no mamu tia Yes, mama was busy buying sandwiches and 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 juices for the two of them and I could tell that he's just buying for the two of them and some snacks for the two of them because it was early in the morning they wanted to eat in the morning so on the way to church and I saw her they said this is a great woman of God here is my opportunity to sew up I said I waited strategically <laughs> Yes, I waited with my coffee in my hand. Having paid for my coffee, I waited for her turn. And after the lady at Woolworths had finished uh, 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 on the till, I appeared like an angel. <laughs> yes. Pela angels appear and disappear. I appeared like an angel and they said sabona mangcela ukukhokhela. What's how? What is that how? What What's Hey in fact I'm getting goosebumps even now. Ngibona ngihamba nonkulu nkulu akubusise. Wa muntu umhlamba ngalazi ngishigama lami kodwa because Hey what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Before I was even if I don't finish mfundiso ngqolela it will be far our spiritual father went to be with the Lord he was on his deathbed. And we said since now he does not um take his um thing what's this his his uh, ipad to check and his phone to check what is happening in his the traffic in his account because he had traffic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of traffic in his bank accounts so he can't see it anymore because we used to give to him and he will call us and say if only nyaka zilenga time sipa lo that's So we saw that he is now frail. We took a flight. 
So the seed is not just only in the hand. Yeah. The seed was also in the say in the F, uh, the, F, the airplane when we were paying for the flight. Amen. The seat was in the fuel when we were going to the airport. The seat was in the time of being in the office, but yet coming to the bed. Over and above that seat, we went to the banks. I keep. You take it or you leave it. So that when you see what God is doing and about to do, then you know what is our secret. It's an open secret. Over and above our tithe. And it's okay. You tell me. So I bank. Went to the bank and we withdrew. See that FNP, those who bank with FNP and those who work at FNP, that suck thing. Yeah, that one. It's Kwamasam Kuluako, yes. That one. We got that, we got that bag. Yes. Went to his home in Deben North. On his deathbed. He said, come in, Mandabam. I came in. He said, what, what's, what's happening here? You were just here the other day to see me. What's going on? I said, no, today we are on another mission. We are here to bless you. I'm talking about up. Amen. She go spiritual. Like very well to do. Like, in fact, the cars that he drove, the cars that he had, he even said some, sometimes he wishes he can take out everything in the fridge and put the one because there's no parking and put one car there in the fridge <laughs> because there's no, no parking. So when they we said, yeah, here is the blessing. And he said, ah, Msipa, Jacob, pick me up. He picked him up from the bed. What yeah, and he said, put me there. There was a couch in his room. He said, put me there. And he put him there. He said, come. Got me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He said, kneel. We knelt. And he said, took my hand, took my husband's hand, took the man, put it on my hand, his hand. And his hand. All the hands and the money. He said, Nkulu, La Bazalwan. Don't have money, but have a blessing. Don't be scared of not, of not having money, but be scared of not having a blessing. A blessing will produce the money by far than you have ever dreamed of or imagined based on a seed in the ground. Don't go without a blessing, Utemben. No. So, 
I'm saying to many others, many, oh, ah, bazalwane many. Mina ngubona njengi yenga kokelu fish. Engi nga wazni uti nika mena u fish. Ubona. Asukumen. You reap what you sow and you reap where you sow. You reap where you sow. And you reap after you have sown. Don't wait to reap first before you can sow. You are postponing your harvest. When you postpone giving, you are postponing your harvest. When you postpone sowing, you are postponing your harvest. Be in haste to sow seeds. Be in haste to give. Don't postpone because you reap after you have sown. Galatians 6 verse number 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap. But here is the key, if we do not lose hearts and say this thing of tithing is not working and say this thing of sowing seeds is not working, this thing of giving in church is not working, if you do not lose hearts, you will reap in due time. And I see somebody entering into their due time. Because God... can never deceive us when he gives us principles. He is true to his word. He's true to his word. Now, your harvest will always be more than the seed. Always. You reap more than what you have sown. Because in just one seed, of a mango comes a tree. So you are deceiving yourself when you don't want to sow seeds. You're deceiving yourself. And it is important that we understand that we don't sleep during harvest. That's number seven. Do not sleep during harvest. And when you have harvested, as we are praying now, you must not Protect your harvest from the one who has given you your harvest. Don't protect your harvest from God, but you must protect your harvest from the devourer. You don't protect your harvest from the giver of the harvest. You protect your harvest from the devourer. How do I protect my harvest? I protect my harvest by tithe. You go to work, God gives you the increase, which is 100% of your income, right? For an example, you give the 10 to protect the 90. Some of us, the 90 is not going far because we are eating the 100. The, the devourer has got access to the 90. He can devour as much as he wants. 
and we end up not enjoying the harvest. After we have sown the seeds of working, of diligence, but we don't protect the harvest. When you tithe, you protect the harvest. Take note, don't protect the harvest from the one who gives the harvest. Protect the harvest from the one who wants to devour the harvest so that you don't enjoy the harvest. So when we say tithe, we are not saying tithe because the church needs the tithe so that things Yes, the church needs the tithe because God has put that principle that the tithe needs to be so that there can be food in the storehouse, so that the doors can be opened in, uh, uh, in the house of God. Yes, it does that. You give it here, but you are giving it to the highest priest who is able to, de- to rebuke the devourer. You, no matter how anointed you can be, cannot rebuke the devourer. The devourer is rebuked by God himself through the principle of tithing. And he will never change that. It is what it is. Protect the 90 from the devourer, not from God. Protect the 90 from the devourer, not from God. Protect the 90 from the devourer, not from God. Now that's the principle of the kingdom I wanted us to talk about this morning. It has helped me a great deal. It has helped Mfundisi a great deal. It has helped this church a great deal. Tina, we are a tithing church. 10% of every 10%. Yeah. Yes. No wonder. Somebody say no wonder. Let's pray. Can you just pray for yourself? After this information that you just got, ask the Holy Spirit to tell you and show you, shine his light in the areas where you may have overlooked this principle of sowing and reaping. And then ask him to help you. He knows it anyway, so don't, there's no need for you to pretend before him. He knows it anyway. He knows where you have faltered. He knows where you gave up. He knows where you said, I'm no longer going to do it. He knows when you decided that it does not work. He knows when you said, I know, I don't understand this thing. But today you understand it. By revelation and by the information you have been given. And if not, ask him to do a complete work so that you can, listen, you are doing better, you are doing well in life, but you can do better. If you can allow every kingdom principle To gain access into your heart. Because we are kingdom people. And God can never turn against his word because we are head. So ask him to heal you. 
so that you can practice this principle once again. Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.